Hello, Sour Friends. It's Moscow here reminding you that a great way to support the Brewing Network is by shopping on Amazon. Just go to the Brewing Network's homepage and click on the Amazon link and do all your shopping as normal. You won't even know it, but we'll be there in the background, and Amazon gives us a little tiny cut, and boy, does it help keep the lights on around here. You can do it in the U.K., you can do it in Canada, and of course in the good old U.S. of A. Amazon is a great place to do all your Christmas shopping, and hey, get everyone precisely what they want without having to get up off of your sour brewing butt. Many, many of you do it already, and of course, for that, we are eternally grateful. Please keep it up, and for those of you that are not yet doing it, please give it a shot. As a matter of fact, set it as your Amazon bookmark, and then you won't even have to remember every time. Thank you in advance, and now, here's the Sour Hour. The Sour Hour is meant for the serious brewer. The Sour Hour may contain some seriously funkified content. The Sour Hour is not for the faint of heart. So exercise some damn discretion, would you please? Sheesh. And now, here's the Sour Hour with Jay Goodwin. Hey, it's that time. How do we sound? How are we sounding, Justin? Sounds all right? Such an elitist. Session. Session, son of a gun. <laughs> it's that time. We're back. It's a sour hour on the Brewing Network. I'm your host, Jay. We are not at the Brewing Network studios in downtown Concord. Can you finally say where we actually are? No. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can. Maybe no. outside of the state of California, I can. But I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be cautious. Say we're at the Brewing Network Satellite Studios, <laughs> and I don't think we're downtown, but we're in Fort Collins, Colorado. Indeed, we are. Awesome. I can say it though. Can you can say, say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, we're at. Hop- I can listen to you. We're at Hopper Aid too, in Midtown. That's it. I just can't respond. Oh. Let's get rid of this. Uh, Kasabian. Let's get Kasabian out of here. I'm tired of this, Justin. Justin's doing the... Don't the, F with me. Justin's doing the board tonight. Justin, do you know <laughs> Do you know about Jay's paranoia? About how he can't uh, say where he's broadcasting for you? He says the Brewing Network Studios, the which law. is true. But law. he can't talk about the the uh, grenade what because his, Jamil, his, his beer say? is on at the grenade. And he's very paranoid, which I thought California changed Cautious. the law. Cautious, not paranoid. What does Jamil say? There's a fix? Right. What's the fix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay says if you, if you get asked. Oh. Yeah, if uh, they ask you, which... Yeah. Where are we broadcasting? So I have to cue you. Okay, I have to ask you. Thank you, Scott. Scott, we are at... Wait, wait. The Fort Collins World <laughs> no, Headquarters. How do you do it yet? <laughs> Jay, where are we broadcasting well, I'm still from not going to do it because I have to ask Alex. <laughs> I have to clear everything with Alex to make sure I'm not violating laws. But anyway, that's a long, long lead-in to say where we are. But yeah, very happy to be in uh, Fort Collins for uh, GABF and GABF-related fun and shenanigans. So we are in this building, which hosts the Satellite Brewing Network <laughs> studios of Fort Collins, Colorado. And hey, it turned out great. What Thanks. a space. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It did come out really nice. Yeah, the uh, staff here kicks ass. Place came out looking nice. Fort Collins, a great town. 
Fort and, Collins uh, is a great town. Yeah, so it's we're just a nice place to come have a beer, and it's uh, it's fun to be broadcasting from here. Yeah, definitely. We've got some some fun in store. Uh, there's going to be a fun show. Hopefully, there's some sour beer information, but <laughs> mostly we're going to be drinking, hanging out, and uh, just enjoying this great new space and kind of being all together this week of GABF where all the brewers come together. Proper introduction. I'm your host, Jay. That's Scott. What up? Hey, Bevo. No, she's not here. Perfect. But, <laughs> but she's in town, right? I hear. No? Not yet. She's in Denver. Yeah, yeah, she's in Denver. She's in Colorado. That's what I meant. Yeah. Well, that's about right. State. She's yeah. about 50 miles away from the, the uh, recording studio. Usually where right. her head's at yeah. during the show. Right. So, yeah. At least she's not here watching YouTube video. I don't know what Justin's doing, though. Justin's throwing me off already because, you know, I'm not used to working with Justin. How long has it been since we were on the session? Three, that was four, uh, summer 2014. Three and a half years? Three years and change. People will often ask me, how did the, the Sour Hour start? And it's like a common thing. Like, Did you like talk to those guys about it? Did they talk to you? And we totally went into that episode of the session planning to ask you guys, like, we should do a Sour podcast. Really? And then you just brought it up during the show. I never, I don't remember that part. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think you've ever said that to me. Absolutely. And uh, I was just like, yeah. Plus now I seem way cooler because you guys asked me about it instead of <laughs> what I was planning to do, which is nervously ask you. But it all worked out. Wow. We're a little over three years in, and uh, it's cool to see not only the, uh, the show last this long and to have so many great guests and great information, but now to see the Brewing Network expand other things related to the Brewing Network expand that I can't talk about <laughs> legally, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it seems to be going well, and it's a it's a great day to, to celebrate all that. So Indeed. happy to be here for that. Can you talk about, uh, speaking of today, the goings-on earlier in the day, or do you want to sit on that for now? I can, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it. So we, uh, probably breaking news over social media. I think social media is on fire right now. People have been listening to the show are familiar with the uh, story of PH1, the barrel that was one of the first barrels in New Belgium, went to Russian River, back to New Belgium, into a rare barrel New Belgium collaboration. Then they sent us the barrel. We've had it for about the last two years. Uh, We've decided to continue that story on, and uh, we set it up by actually sending out the barrel to this very uh, place, the Brewing Network Studios, World Headquarters, Satellite. Fort Collins uh-huh. location. So we sent PH1 out here, and earlier today we drove it over and dropped it off at uh, Purpose Brewing Company, Peter Buchart's new brewery. So not not too new anymore, but uh, you know, relatively new in the last year. And that's where uh, PH1 is going to live for now. So the story continues. Of course, Peter was one of the original characters in this story. The full circle metaphor is a little overused. I don't view this as a circle. It's uh, the path right. continues forward. We all want things to move forward and keep the story going and it's been an important part of especially our story at the rare barrel but uh we've been very privileged to be a part of uh the story of this barrel and to work with such talented brewers so that was a special moment earlier today what was his reaction shocked at first did he even know what it was or did he just think it was a barrel i i think he didn't know what it was at first he was happy to get another barrel yeah and then we explained and then uh and then over the course of the next like you know hour hour and a half that we were hanging out, he was just very happy, and that was that was really gratifying. Uh, it's great to see the the story continue with purpose. So, how much uh, ended up coming out of there when you had it? Did you just do one round out of it? I think we did three turns, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. I think one was or a couple were kind of blended into their own 
larger blends, basically, so other beers. Um, I, could, I should go back and look and see which exact ones they were. But then when we just emptied it to get it out here, we actually did a small bottling run. Who knows whether, like, I never try to promise beers coming out way in advance, but we did kind of package that separately as its own entity so we could send the barrel out and also, you know, have this cool small run of bottles. So whether or not that ever comes out, I don't know. No promises. <laughs> so you're saying un- a, a version of it is unblended just from that barrel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 to get the beer out, but also see, oh, let's just see if it turns out to be cool. For sure. And who knows if it will or not, but, uh, you know, things go wrong in sour beer. But, yeah, it was a special moment from earlier today. So that uh, unblended, it's it's in bottles currently? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see how it turns out. Okay. When's the last, are you just kind of tasting it, what, like once a month at this point? It's only, we, we just emptied the barrel last week to ship it out for this week. Oh, So okay. it's like, all this just brand happened. New. Yeah, gotcha. it's brand, brand new. Okay. So. All right, a couple things of housekeeping up at the front. Email us, Scott at the Brewing Network. Watch it. So this is brewnetwork.com slash TV? That is right. Even though it's not blue? Is it, or is it blue? It was blue earlier. Now it's red, oh, it's which red I think on is top. even more okay. important. That's good. Yeah. yeah. In, in, the old, in the other studio, blue is good. Blue is the good one, yeah. And now that I, know, I miss blue now. So, Justin, can you work on that in the break? Just write that down. Turn up the heat. <laughs> I, well, I'm wearing a vest. I'm, this vest keeps me so warm. Oh, no, I'm Jay, messing up my microphone. You've got layers, dude. You've got your vest and then another shirt and then a Colorado. shirt. You I do. got my Colorado puff vest on. It's very, it's a, let me describe it. It's a, Look, it's my a, shoes are dirty with mud like I've been hiking. Very Colorado. Yeah, very, you are look, looking very Colorado. You're wearing a, a sleeveless, uh, puffy uh, jacket. What do you call those things? Like a puffy jacket? Puff, puff vest. Puff yeah. vest, rare barrel branded. Rare so you've got the branded. rare barrel shirt, the rare barrel vest, and a rare barrel hat. And your frames on your glasses, do I see a, a rare barrel etching? No, 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 no. No? no I no, think I do. None of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, representing. Oh, we got some new folks in it. Oh, so, I, oh, yeah. All right. We, we're going to do keep this brief off the top. Got a lot of fun guests. We've got uh, Lauren, Eric, and Ted from New Belgium who will join us soon. Uh, Andy Parker from Avery. I believe Gordon Shuck from Funkworks will be here at some point. And we'll just, we're just going to play it fast and loose. Yeah. Uh, you know, Scott's on the mic right now. He might have to give up his mic and then come back later and all we this stuff. We have a so. uh, limited mixer board here. So, uh, yes. uh, I'm sure, much to your eternal disappointment, you'll only have to hear from great sour beer makers instead exactly. of me. <laughs> and just since I, I don't know if we're going to be – we probably won't be doing questions from our queue. We can. I mean, I have my, my, uh, my smartphone here. I can pull okay, up anything well you'd I'll, like. I'll say that. But I just want to mention one of our great sponsors, the Wine and Hop Shop at wineandhop.com. It's where to get your sour beer, wild yeast, and bacteria from Omega Yeast and Gig Yeast. Most items are going to ship within 24 hours. And best of all, BN listeners in the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. get a flat $8 ship rate on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN Shipping in the notes field of shopping cart, and the discount will be taken off after checkout. The Wine and Hop Shop, wineandhop.com. And I realized I didn't bring a pen, so I'll pick one cross of that out. out. Yeah. Check. That's it, I think. Yeah. I think let's uh, let's Put take a quick, quick break, check in with our guests, and then uh, get rolling into fun and fun beer information. Indeed. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Sour Hour. Hi, this is Ryan Whedon, the host of a new podcast called Branding Brews. Branding Brews is a show focused on marketing, branding, and design for the beer industry. I have spent over 14 years as a professional designer. As a host, I bring my knowledge to the show to interview other great beer professionals. Whether you're thinking about starting a brewery, already own a brewery, want to learn more about marketing beer, or you're a seasoned veteran, this show is for you. 
This show will cover topics such as rebranding a brewery, package and label design, crowdfunding, design, social media, plus much more related to promoting and creating a great beer brand. Make sure to check out the show along with useful show notes at brandingbrews.com. You can also subscribe to the Branding Brews podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Again, check us out at brandingbrews.com. Sour Hour Brewing Network, Yay. Fort Collins edition, very special day, very special. My third show. Oh my god, that's that's the all-time <laughs> record for sure. Before you put names to those voices, I'm going to thank some of our sponsors. Oregon Fruit Products, aseptic purees that are easy to use and convenient to store, Andy. Oh, spoiler alert. I'm familiar. <laughs> With no additives or artificial flavors. It's simply great expression of the raw fruit. They love working with brewers to help us innovate. Check them out at fruitforbrewing.com. Oregon Fruit, they bring fruit to life. And I also want to encourage everyone listening to listen to the other great BN shows listed in order of preference. Brew Strong, Dr. Homebrew, Brewing With Style, End of List. <laughs> have you, you haven't listened to any Sour Hours, Justin. <laughs> you don't know how much I am stoking the fire of a maybe somewhat fake rivalry between us in the session. <laughs> do, you, do you know about the reviews? Does, does he know about the reviews for Sour Hour? So, Justin, we've been doing uh, this thing where we've gotten people to review the Sour Hour but really just in the context of shitting all over the session. And then like, oh yeah, and the Sour Hour is good too. You should read through our review sometime when you want to laugh. <laughs> all right, on to our guests. Hello, guys. Hey. We have Lauren Limbach from New Belgium. Lauren, middle name Woods Limbach. Middle name Woods. You recognize that voice. You know the first name, change of last name. I've only not changed my first name. Excellent. Good job on that. <laughs> The Al- yeah, you are the Alec Baldwin. Three times. Let's let's hear your trump impression. Go. Duh, uh, <laughs> Transitioning. It's good, it's good, yeah. right? <laughs> Transitioning away. Another familiar voice, familiar name, Andy Parker, Avery. Oh, hello there. Sir. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. Two of our all-time favorite guests. And Chief Barrel Herder, one of the best titles, yeah. You know, do what I can. Great show, too. And uh, I have to say, maybe the maybe the record for most drinking not in studio of, like, a remote guest. I had Just a really speculate. good time. It's all speculative, but... Uh, I, I may or may not have opened six beers before we started talking, <laughs> yeah. and the bottles might have emptied themselves. And what's that like today? today no, let's not, get, yeah, <laughs> let's not get into today. No, that was today. last time. <laughs> we're sharp. We're on our game today. So, yeah, we're here in the, uh, the Fort Collins studio, and it's fun because we're, we're live, and we're sitting on chairs, and you guys are sharing a couch, and uh, it's, it's totally like we're, we're on a late-night talk show. So as we were joking in the break, 
I'm just going to go full like Conan or as just said Jimmy Kimmel on you guys and say, so tell me about your latest project. What's Starting with what, me? Yeah, what's happening? Uh, latest project. There's a lot of buzz around the wood, Hollywood, about your latest, <laughs> about your latest joint. Uh, latest projects in... At the Wood Cellar in New Belgium. I don't want to steal all of Ted and Eric's thunder. Oh, you just stole it, my thunder announcing them later. Uh, wah, wah. Off to a so great anyway, start. Um, <laughs> I'll take all the credit then. Uh, we We are doing some fun cork and cage, of course. We're kind of like back to the old cork um, projects, and that will be great. Um, we're doing, you know, single fooder um, at... Is releases. the national anthem really loud for anyone else? It right happens now? every time that I start talking. Scott, stop kneeling. <laughs> stop kneeling, Scott. <laughs> I'm just joking. So we're doing the cork and cage. We're doing uh, the single fooders. We're doing, of course, uh, the, I think that my the most um, exciting thing for me is that we actually get to um, bottle our Leopold whiskey barrel sours and I think after so many years of producing those beers and only being able to get them you know in on premise or in in bars uh, non-jargon talk that people can actually (laughs) enjoy them at home and um, geek out about how great Leopold uh, the Leopold brothers are Um, and then just like being able to do a bunch of uh, releases a year because normally we do like two and three so if you're working on something something like sometimes we won't you won't see it for four or five six years yeah and i think that we're doing like 10 new projects a year geisha coffee we're working on working on some fruit ferments we're working on um you know spicing a lot of weird spicing um definitely uh, I got my inspiration from the last time we went on an eating binge throughout San Francisco. That was fun. Um, Good times. <laughs> <laughs> I did. A, I got a lot of spicing uh, notes for that, and you'll get you'll see one of those come out in February. But I think that that's just kind of the the, the more a year uh, is better. Do you think? I mean, it seems like this represents a little bit of a shift in approach to. I don't, again, not to get too, like, jargony, but, like, brand, number of brands or, like, brand management coming out of the Sour Cellar of New Belgium. Is that fair to say? It is. I think that that little corker that could um, <laughs> is definitely helping us be able to do a lot more. Um, I mean, because those, those who don't remember, I mean, that's how, like, Lawfully used to be. Right. And, I, and so, you know, Lawfully, I think that that's... There's a lot of talk, you know, what we're going to do with that beer. You know, is it going to go back to the bottle condition of the cork? And, you know, there's the there's a lot of back and forth. Um, there's a lot of what would, you know, WW, whoever, D. <laughs> would do. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and I think that it's just that, that we're in different times and we're in different markets. I think that there was this moment where we were making a lot of sour beer for a really big audience. And I think that we can do all of it. You know, I, you know, 
Eric Salazar is every woman of sour beer. He's like the Oprah Winfrey of sour. He can do it all. He's um, nodding furiously, yes. He has no idea what I'm <laughs> saying right now. That's great. You remind um, me of Oprah. So he, I, I think that, that that's, we can do all of it. We can do the large scale. We can do the smaller scale. We can do everyday sours. We can do the occasion sours. And I think that's the, the fun part about like having all the different packaging and all the different size things that you can, um, you can have a, there's, you know, there's a sour for everything. And Andy, I think it's, it's kind of interesting because a lot of what Lauren and the whole sour seller, the wood seller team at New Belgium have been working on recently is almost to a certain extent a little bit the inverse of what you guys have been doing. A lot of small projects, a lot of spirit barrel age stuff, working with distillers. Mm-hmm. But in the la- you know, since we've talked to you last and up until this point, it's been a lot of focusing on these larger brands that are really getting out there into distributions like, you know, like La Folie kind of already is. So how has that been going for you guys? Uh, definitely a market shift for us, too. Yeah. Um, our, our whole goal right off the bat is like, okay, we've been doing, you know, one-offs, one-off natu- national barrel age releases and one-off, like, just taproom releases uh, for a long time. And the national releases would be, you know, like 1,500 cases, pretty significant. And the taproom ones would be, you know, like 80 cases. And we keep them on draft and we just kind of keep them to ourselves. But alongside that, we're also doing our six barrels and botanical series, where it's a you know twenty-two ounce bottle of hundred percent barrel-aged beer, whether it's non-sour or sour. Um, trying to get it out there at a reasonable price because we're doing that kind of volume. We're doing three sour, three non-sour, and uh, like we just we just started swinging for fences. Like, oh yeah, let's get this in every town that we can possibly get them into, and and maybe we overextended a little bit, like just a wee dram. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had that, but we also had our national barrel age releases. And then we had our annual barrel series because we're really good at naming series of beer and just coming <laughs> up with, like, the first words that we think of. Um, but those, you know, apricot. you have... Yeah, apricot sour. <laughs> well, at least you know what you're getting when you order it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, Tweak and Rumpkin and Uncle Jacob, so we have all these different tiers. And now, you know, we're probably looking to shift that a little bit. You know, keep ramping up the barrels and botanicals, but, like, keep it steady for a little while and see how it goes. But we might cut back on some of the one-off national releases and start doing more taproom releases, which, honestly, for myself and the other five people I work with in special projects, like, we're really enthused about that because yeah. it, was, it was getting this thing where it's like, all right, guys, now we need to sit in, like, lots of meetings to figure out what the next, you know, nationwide release is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now it's like, let's throw this in this barrel and let's <laughs> see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then we're not going to use it. And if it works, we're going to throw it into 80 cases and sell it in the taproom. And it's, I think that's actually going to be way better for like our creative side and really like and, and 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 not being constrained by doing giant releases so we can keep with barrels and botanicals which we're you know still honing in on every batch but like i'm really proud of those beers the fact that we can make consistent sour and non-sour 100 percent barrel aged beers and get them across the country and and you know we're obviously still working on them but they've been pretty damn good and now we can just go to town on tiny projects so we got some avery beers oh, here we, on the table we should open ginger sour so barrels and uh, it's one of our barrels and botanical series and it's uh was i supposed to bring her beer what the yeah. crap ted brought beer you know so i'm we're just going to the head of the class here by bringing beer yeah that's how i make friends <laughs> it's worked for 20 years brownie points i think we're seeing a lot of the same things at the rare barrel where uh thank you scott you know, I think the staff is very motivated by the small projects. And, you know, I think to your point, Lauren, where you're talking about developing an idea and then how long does that idea take to actually, like, you know, you even if you put that into a barrel or something like that, how long does it take for someone who's out at a bar to, like, 
share that experience with you, some beer that you've been working on for a long time. I think if you're making smaller projects more frequently, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but it makes me feel like kind of more connected. So when I'm like in, the ta- in our tasting room at the Rare Barrel, and people are like, oh, I've had this beer recently or that beer recently. It's like, oh, yeah, we just – it seems like more like we just did that instead of a big, long project that you kind of get disconnected from sometimes when you're working th- on Yeah, I think beer. it's a little of both. I think there's so, so much pride in, in actually development being a sour brand. That's hard. I think like the and the, and we should definitely lean a little bit more heavy on the branding, like actually building like long long brands, and then being able to like play. Because uh, I think that that's when you know that you're a great sour brewer when you can do something again and again, and and you actually can do wood age souring more than one time, and it tastes like the same you know not quote unquote the same but like people understand it to be the same product and then you're allowed to play that's when you know I think that Andy and I are definitely feeling we kind of juxtaposed like did the exact same thing we were living in the opposite worlds where he got to play all the time and I was so jealous (laughs) and I was making these brands and he the opposite and then all of a sudden he's doing these bigger projects and got to appreciate people actually saying I know that brand I know the name of it I had it five times and then, and, you know, so we're definitely, and I get to play a lot. And, you know, so in the wood cellar, like New Belgium, we all get to play a little bit more. So it's fun. The grass is always greener on both sides. Yeah, I mean, you know, even while I was making all those one-offs, I would go and buy bottles of La Folie. And it was like, yeah. I can't believe they're making a beer this awesome, this this consistent year after year. And, like, that was something I was aspiring to, for sure. And not to put them in the same category, but the the ginger beer we're having now is, you know, a, a wider distributed beer. Am I correct on that? It's, it's less mm-hmm. on, like, the, the small barrel project. So no, this, a- this one we're trying to make year-round. So that's going to be, you know, five or six batches a year um, and trying to get it out there, like, at a reasonable price point where people can actually have 100% barrel-aged beer and, and put it in their flavor hole and be happy about it <laughs> and try and make it as consistent as possible, getting fresh ginger juice from a, from a juice pressery in Denver and, like, you know, trying to make it pop and trying to have some fun with it and trying to make it as consistent as possible. That is what I was going to ask you about is just how do you – I really like the ginger character in this. How do you get the ginger character? It's – we make a ginger beer at the Rare Barrel, and I'd say it's one of our most common questions is people asking about – how to do a ginger beer. It seems to be a, quite a, I don't, I don't know how broad the interest is, but it, there's a, a strong, passionate interest in this exact type of beer. Uh, yeah, well, ginger sours are like, it's, it's like a cult horror movie, and that's kind, of the, that's kind of the issue with it. Like, So for the last few years, uh, we started putting ginger-infused sours on tap at our tap room, and uh, you know, we have 30 taps there, and any sour we infuse with ginger would instantly be one of the top three sellers, no hmm. matter what. Wow. And part of that is our tap room staff being excited about it because they're drinking and having fun, but, it was pretty, but even if people were skeptical and they hadn't had something like that before and they never had a ginger sour, and I've had ginger sours from Rare Barrel, and they're phenomenal. But all it takes is having someone have one taste of it because it's something they've never had before. You get one taste and you're like, oh, instantly I want sushi. I want pad thai. This exactly. is awesome. Yeah. Let's crush it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's honestly, it's a pretty big risk to even do this one on a national level. Um, and I push for it pretty hard basically based on the fact that it crushed in our tap room. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's kind of like, well, you know, you got to swing for the fences sometimes. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But... At, at the very least, we're going to have ginger sours on in our tap room as much as possible because it's, I mean, incredible food pairing beer. 
um, and just good for drinking. Yeah. Um, but and, if, and you use ginger juice. Yeah. So we, so we've 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 hooked up with a uh, with like a juice pressery in Denver, mm-hmm. and so we will order it like a month ahead of time they get in a bunch of ginger and they'll they'll give us like 30 gallons of fresh ginger juice and this stuff is potent like you don't want to just like chug that you don't everyone here has had some some dish at some point where it's like whoops i slipped and i put all the ginger in there and it kind of burns going down and our whole goal in this is to get as much ginger flavor as possible without getting to that burn so we did a lot of experiments and if you up this by another 25 percent, all of a sudden it kind of burns on the way down and it's not it's not pleasant. Right now, it's like the whole, the goal is to get the huge aromatics, solid flavor, zero burn. Are you saying you're not rolling down the street sipping on ginger juice? Late back. Thank you. Courtesy laughs. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your pity, crowd. <laughs> How are we doing on uh, time for this segment, Justin? I have no idea. Good. So Moscow, time is Moscow, Moscow usually keeps track of that. Okay. I don't know how you run your ship, but it's shoddy. I board off, I do things. I see. Yeah. What does he look? What is on his computer screen? Tell me. Is it? I mean, I just got some cool stuff on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> and the JBF schedule looks great this week. Yeah, good. You're planning out your route. You downloaded the app. Yeah. You guys, I want. And the, the the bar is eerily quiet at this moment. So this is strange. <laughs> Sorry, not the bar, the studio. Yeah. Ah, you slipped. I misspoke. I want to tell everyone here about iDip. Okay, yeah, so Scott, Scott has a, a good email about the iDip, and he'll read it after this. It's a home or commercial use water testing kit, which incorporates a revolutionary, how would you guys pronounce that word? Photometer? F- oh, God, photometer, yeah. Photometer? Oh, no, oh now my Anyone mind Anyone photometer? <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you just not, not, a, not a lot of play for the photometer. I don't science well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's got one, which is the first and only on the market with its own app. Do you app, Lauren? Absolutely sure not. you do. The Absolutely iDip, not, Jay. The iDip can perform over 40 water quality tests. That's pretty cool. For things like chloride, calcium hardness, pH, sulfate, and much more. Podcast listeners, or if you're listening in the studio, you can enter the code TBN10 at checkout at the website I'm about to give you and save $10 on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. Order now and make this futuristic technology part of your brewing process. Visit www.smartbrewkit.com backslash. <laughs> no, forward slash. No. <laughs> uh, th- you, you asked a couple shows ago to, for people to write in, you know, are, are you using it? What's it like? Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like soon. me. He says, I have had an idea for a couple years now. Bought it as a home brewer. Now I use it as a professional. Single best piece of equipment I have bought to date. If you are at all serious about brewing beer, you are doing yourself a disservice by not owning this. I brew with Baltimore City water, and I test my water every week. The water is fairly stable, but it tends to swing about 50 parts per million on uh, chloride and sodium occasionally, which results in mm. real changes in the beer and the mouthfeel and the taste. So without the iDip, I wouldn't know this. I cannot recommend it enough. Go buy it and stop guessing what's in your beer. That's a testimonial. That's way better than I just did. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And who is that again? Uh, this is from Keith Wickstrom. Out of Baltimore. Good. Yes. All right. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. All right. Justin, I'm going to give you some heads up. In five seconds from now, I'm going to go to break. Got it. Three, <laughs> two, one. We'll be right back on the Sour Hour. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? 
21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. We are back, recording live from Fort Collins, Colorado, where the Rockies are down, unfortunately. It's still the first inning, so that's not bad, but not a good start. And the crowd falls eerily silent. But we'll pull them out with great sour beer talk and information, right? (laughs) What all sports fans love. I want to thank a couple more of our sponsors. Can we get this music out of here, Justin? Jesus. But I was born to be wild, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I do do me. I do do. I do do. <laughs> do, be do Just do. like Boo Guru do do. Have you seen, Lauren? <laughs> Have you seen the Muffin what Man? What the free Brew Guru app can do for you? You're a big app person, right? Still no. Okay. But okay. <laughs> With Brew Guru, you can effortly, effortless, effortlessly. God damn it, Scott. He struggles the most of any word. He struggles With the word effortlessly. effortlessly. Effort- <laughs> I, you want me to read That's it? ironic. Yeah, I, actually, I would love for you to read this right there. Just start start with the whatever that whatever that how you refer to that. Effortlessly find <laughs> deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level your brew IQ and hand-picked articles, proven recipes, and trusted resources from the American Homebrewers Association and Zymergy Magazine. And use a powerful brewing brewery locator to find the nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs. Wherever you are, Brew Guru will lead you to a good beer. You got at least 95% of those words right. That's pretty good. <laughs> Get the app today and follow the path to Beery Enlightenment. Sorry, it's free for iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Learn more at homebrewersassociation.org. Andy, you want to do the other one? What if I can't read? From our friends from uh, Nishamani Creek Brewing. Ooh, Nishamani. See, I would have missed, messed up that pronunciation right there. Live Scott, read. Scott did too. Nishamani Creek Brewing. <laughs> live. You can leave the part live read out. <laughs> You guys are lo- losing a lot of sponsors right now. Three-time Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewer of the Year, two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner, and a bronze for smoke lager. Renovated tasting room with a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers. Two oak-fermented saisons and sour beers. Free brewery tours on Saturdays. New second location opening this past spring. Check out com. Well done, yeah. We did it. Okay, back to beer. We've got 
Amicitia? Close enough. Amicitia? Close enough. Amicitia? <laughs> I miss you. I'm just going to go higher uh, and higher and I'll we, get it. We go with Amicitia. Amicitia. Uh, yeah, our whole goal is to company. just name all of our sours and Latin names that no one can pronounce and then no one has any idea what they're buying and then it's fun. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So what, what's perfect the deal? marketing. What's the deal with this beer? Uh, this one, it's... So... All right, we all know it's pretty much an adjunct-laden brewing world out there where everything has to have, you know, five or 15 different adjuncts just to make it a beer. Uh, On this one, I just wanted to do a straight-up red wine barrel sour. Nothing crazy, Mm -hmm. just good old red wine barrels, go to town. So flew out to California a couple years ago, um, had some friends out in Napa and Sonoma, and pretty much talked to them and said, hey, can you set us up with some other friends that might be able to get us some good barrels if we have a good connection? And ended up making friends with a couple of breweries in Calistoga. Chateau Montalena, that's uh, they're good. I've heard pretty, of them. Pretty well renowned. Yes, you Lauren. They're good. Yours. Lauren's not impressed, but keep going. Uh, we have we have fooders <laughs> from them. We, we know. Yes. Them. Oh yes, I've I've seen their barrels in your brewery. Yeah. Um, and uh, Larkmead, um, and Larkmead is known for like bigger, huge oak cabernets, like nice. that kind of like that stereotypical, you know giant Napa Sonoma thing, mm-hmm. but making really good stuff. So we were able to get a combo of Larkmead and Montalena barrels, make make one single beer and put those into all that, and then kind of blend it back later on to a ratio that we liked. And we did blind tastes uh, on Larkmead versus the Chateau Montalena. And while it wasn't a massive, massive difference, like our crew could definitely pick out like, oh yes, the Chateau Montalena, they tend to make more reserved reds, mm-hmm. um, a little more French style. And then... You know, lark meat is just like, you know, slap you in the face with a bunch of oak. And having that combo in there was really nice. And so, how did you, like, ratio that out? Like, was it 50-50? Was it balanced more towards one or the uh, other? It ended up right around 60-40 uh, emphasis on the lark meat and going a little heavier on the oak. Okay. Cool. Uh, just for fun. And tasting it here today, from I, when, when did you blend and bottle that beer? Uh, well, we make enough beers that I can't remember them all. But it That's looks, correct. according to the bottle, that we bottled this on September 21st. So, yeah. Just all, this past one? Yeah, all a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, okay. this, this is really new. Okay, but, you know, it. it's, but it's a project that was in the works for almost two years while we made friends, source barrels, tried to figure out what we wanted to do, and, and kind of rolled it. So this one's actually one of those national releases that... You know, where we maybe have overextended ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit on the national releases, but I'm really happy about this beer. Yeah, like it's great. It's, I mean, it's giant red wine, lactic, and the goal is to make this just like a clean, just a clean red wine drinking sour beer. And what's the base? Like, because I see some color, I'm assuming that's not all pickup from Oh, no, definitely the not. The oak barrel. No, there's, there's a dark malt base on there. I mean, it's... I'd have to go back and even look at the recipe. And we've done so many recipes that it's gotten to the point where the folks running our brew house are like, can you please stop making new recipes? Can we just, like, use some of our old ones because they're close (laughs) enough? I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, Um, you used to just have four. Yeah. Yeah. Not not anymore. You have, like, 12. (laughs) (laughs) 50, 60, whatever. (laughs) So many recipes. Yeah, you used to have, you'd have the light, the red, the... The brown and the raven, right? Those are the four. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, back in like the Rufus Corvus days. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're learning a little more about how to how to play with these things. What have been the big revelations when you have done, you know, changes to the, the core four recipes that you tried? And, you know, it seems like you've done a lot of innovation there. What have been like the big leaps forward in either not just like maybe quality, but like also just a certain flavor development that you've really been intrigued to play around with in the cellar. Man, I don't know if I have a concrete answer on that on like exactly what has really worked. Um, 
I do think the like the Botanical Barrel series that we're making year round, like that's actually helped us hone things in. Just like that raspberry sour base is totally different than the ginger sour and the apricot sour base. And like if I look back, because yeah, so I like the raspberry sour base. I I mean I love. It's just basically a bunch of like vitamin caramel malt. There's actually some cinnamar in there to get some color, but not add any like astringent, a dark like dark malt flavor. And the base of Amicatia was actually based on raspberry sour, but it's kind of like dialed back a little bit. Gotcha. Cool. But I don't, I don't know if I have a hard answer for like some giant leap because every time you do one of these projects, it's, you know, a year and a half until it comes to fruition. So it's, you know, it's kind of like asking a band like, hey, what's, what's your favorite album? And you're like, I, <laughs> I, man, we made these years ago. And I'm working on this new thing. I'm not even yeah. thinking about the past anymore. And we're just kind of rolling with it for sure. So, follow-up question on that for Lauren. Uh, Lauren, will you wear today is National Taco Day? <laughs> it is National Taco Day. I was reading in the newspaper that's in the bathroom that's posted that tomorrow is Rocky Mountain Oyster Day. Oh. Yeah. So Unfortunate. We should do that. <laughs> We should check that out. Have wow. you ever had a Rocky Mountain oyster? Um, no, I absolutely have not. And Maybe. I have been, t- I've had many occasion and opportunity to, <laughs> t- yeah, to, to do that. And I have said no. There's just, there's some things that are novel and there's some things that are just nasty. Mm-hmm. Which is not a reason. Which one's this, one? What's this, one? <laughs> yeah. uh, this is going to be like, there's gimmicks and I like in beer, I will try all the stuff. Except for the Would you try a Rocky Mountain oyster beer? There is beer. one. Who does oyster that? Stout. That was Wincoop. Wincoop. I'm so sorry. Wincoop. Speaking that, of stout, we should... It's a Wincoop. We'll are definitely all the, are have Are all those that. stouts for Lauren? Or can we crack one? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm more into Mexican food than the bull testicle day. <laughs> can I quote you on that? <laughs> Every day. Now we have out of bounds stout. And uh, so, Lauren, I wanted to ask a serious Again, question. I did not get the memo about bringing beer. That's okay. You know, we we do right, have a beer later. I, li- I live five minutes away. In the next show, we will <laughs> open a new Belgian beer. But, uh, uh, you know, just Andy talking about the the blending of oak intensity is kind of just, of course, coming back to what your challenges are in the wood cellar at New Belgium. How often does, like, all the flavor and intangibles of the oak kind of come into your blending strategy when it comes to, like, tannins or astringency or vanillin or anything you kind of extract from your fooders or even the, the barrels you guys have? Well, I don't want to, again, I don't want to be a teaser about <clears throat> or spoil your fun with the beer that um, we brought because I think that that's Ted's mm-hmm. moment and we don't want to, I don't want to take that from him, but normally I don't, I don't deal with that at all. But I think that the, about four years ago when we got the 33 new fooders, new yeah. to us fooders, really old fooders. We didn't think that they were going to have any kind of pickup at all, and that was not true, not even in the slightest. I think that what we found is misused barrels also bring out a lot more surface area because they become dry and cracked and things like that. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of terrifying for us for a second. And um, then we found a lot of fun stuff when we were actually were able to hydrate all those 33 fooders. And we found that, you know, sometimes something that... You know, like the you, the rescue. Let's call them rescue fooders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we actually rescued these fooders and they we we, we tamed them and showed them love, 
they did wonderful things. And they showed a lot of tannins, a lot of oak, a lot of the wood that we hadn't seen in the same age and the same usage of fooders that were well taken care of because they were sealed, they were beautiful, they were like completely wonderful. And these guys were, these were raw and had a lot of wear and tear on them and therefore surface area. And so we found that we actually got that back um, in very old fooders. And I, I think it's lovely. It took us forever to figure out that's what we were describing. We were describing wood, even though we knew they were 40, 50 years old. We were like, there's no way, so stop talking about that. But there really was. Sure. Um, and then we have just recently been playing around a lot with sherry and, and port barrels to do um, the next kind of lawfully very limited um, release barrels for 2018. That sounds good. Yeah, so that's been um, Thomas from Rocky Mountain barrel company has helped us a lot and we're kind of choosing some uh, lovely PX sherry barrels for that. That's awesome. Yeah, we just made a Port Madeira barrel aged sour like a combined one that we got. Uh, it, everything Avery Thomas already did great. that, so never mind. <laughs> that was not the point, Lauren. Gosh. All I'm saying is like good barrels. <laughs> the last when I went with there the last time I was like, hey, you guys have been doing this and I'm like, oh, like this? It's in the tank right now. You yeah. want to drink it? And I was like, ah. <laughs> Everything's already been done. Don't worry about it. I know, but you do it like while I'm talking about it. That's happened to me with Boulevard. I wanted to make a, uh, like, I know, I wanted to make like a, a rye beer on rye whiskey barrels. I talk about it. About it, and they, then like Boulevard, like it just poured out of a sample cock like oh. this. Like yes, exactly like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> a great, uh, <laughs> a great episode of uh, South Park called Simpsons already did it, <laughs> and they Avery just try to get to like shenanigans. And there's like there's one kid who's just seen every episode of The Simpsons, and it's just like, oh no, Simpsons already did it. Simpsons already did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is that Andy and I hang out a lot together, <laughs> and so we're constantly like already did that. So. Yeah. Yeah, the na- names are bad too. You know, when you have like that great name, and you go to type it into whatever Beer Advocate or Untapped, and like please, 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 please. Oh, damn it! Wah, like somewhere Gabe in from Yonkers, already did it. New York. Always something cool. Yeah. If it's cool. We just do full sentences, and then it makes it much less likely to be cut, like, true, copy, basically. So Semicolon, and also... And also, don't forget about this part of the beer name. Period. Exclamation point. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Okay. Uh, Scott, I think I want to get a listener question that will be brought to us by our friends at SourBeerBlog.com. They're the longest-running sponsors of the Sour Hour, and now... Lauren, they're starting their own app. No, I'm just joking. Starting their own sour and farmhouse-focused brewery in central Pennsylvania. Help them get started. Join their Founders Club, which includes eight exclusive bottles of club-only aged and blended sour beer, early access to their public bottle releases, a hooded sweatshirt, a pair of tasting glasses, club growler, and a metal challenge coin. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. Andy, do you know what a metal challenge coin is? A metal challenge coin. Uh, yes, tell me all about it, Jay. Yes, he knows. Do Describe I forget? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might forget. No, I think it's. Uh, I think it actually comes from the military. Yeah. And it's like you a put, coin. you put it down, you can't. A coin you have to have on you at all times, and if Ooh. someone else produces it, right. and you don't have it, then 
you have to chug a beer I have or a Frenet one of those. push-ups or yes. drink or whatever. That's what that is? I had no name. Now you know. <laughs> so you get Carry that. it on you at all times. After you join the Founders Club, check out Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. By the way, I finally heard back from Dr. Lambic. Everything is going well. Uh, is, the, is the hooded sweatshirt zipped or it is. not? Yes. It is he zipped. made a point to mention, yes, it is a zippy. <laughs> so what do you think, Jay, about bouncing a THP comment from a listener off of these guys? That is perfect, and it's also the perfect teaser for the next show, maybe. even. You want to do it then? No, no, it's, it's perfect. Let's do it now. Oh, okay. Let's do it live. Uh, we'll do it live. All right, this is a uh, comment from Miles. Miles writes in, a quick comment about THP. I think you are right about oxygen being a major factor in THP production. I've started rehydrating my bottling yeast with GoFirm and have gotten significantly less THP. I think it has something to do with the extent to which the yeast can uptake the oxygen before something happens with the bread or something. So I, I say that to bounce that notion off of you, but also get Andy and Lauren's... Uh, but wait, sur- is that Jay's comment or something? <laughs> is the or something your comment? No, no, no. Okay. No, that's all That's all from the email. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to... I'm interested to hear, you know, how these guys, uh, Andy and Lauren here, deal with THP or maybe they're just so outstanding that they never get it or what the story is with how you guys are experiencing this terrible, terrible I, I've scourge. I've never even heard of these three letters put Really? <laughs> never heard of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, is that an acronym? I'm going to pass it back to Andrew. <laughs> Go ahead, Lauren. Start your uh, THP. I don't want to start it, but only just because we're only, we've only just begun. I know, but like you can, you can throw... It can be a call to action. We I think say it's a, we don't I think know that everything. this is um, a new thing, and I think that we're all scared about it. And I think that we all have comments and questions and anxiety, and we're, we're awake at night. But I think that um, the biggest thing that I can say about THP is it's just like diacetyl. The fr- when you never knew it, that it existed, nobody cared about it. But this isn't like that because this isn't butterscotch. It's tacos. Nobody, while it's National, National Taco, Taco Day. Day, nobody wants tacos in their sour beer. So um, I think that we are learning a lot about it. And, and yes, it's, it's absolutely oxygen. But it, we're trying to figure out, like, you know, what are the other precursors of it, iron, um, other things. And then, you know, is it Brett only? Is it Brett lacto? Um, Combined is it lactic? You know, like what is what's the environment? And um, the short answer is, you know, always reduce your oxygen, your air. the The long answer is to come with a lot of scientific um, research. And I know that for a fact, like uh, New Belgium, we're we're deep right now. Um, and we're really trying hard. We hope to do uh, papers, um, presentations. We hope to share first with our brewing um, partners, our specifically sour brewing partners, and then we'll go wider um, ASBC and, and BAA. But I think that it's kind of something that we're all worried about right now. But again, like it's this thing that... Until you know. So I would say just like diacetyl, don't walk around and just point at beers and scream these acronyms. You know, just don't do it. Because my as my fake blog, quit saying diacetyl, um, <laughs> is the same thing. Like, you just don't. You know, there's no reason to point at somebody's beer and scream something that we don't know a lot about. So have a lot of, you know, have, make good beer. Know when to not put out beer. And then um, ask your friends and family whether or not this beer has THP. 
Yeah, I mean, it, with, any, it, with, it, any, with any off flavor, including diastole, including THP, like it takes a lot of training to really recognize what you can taste, what you can't taste. Like in a lot of Avery beers, I know that I can taste, in Joe's Pilsner, I can taste 35 ppb diastole. Or in, in IPA, it's up around 55, 60. On THP, a lot of that research hasn't been done yet. So a lot of us are hoping that New Belgium will keep doing this because we all want to learn more about it. Because right now, amongst a lot of us sour producers, it's like we think we're tasting THP based on what we've read, but there are no flavor standards. There's nothing, at least not that I've encountered, there's nothing built in there to go, oh, we dosed this in there. I can taste this parts per billion of THP. I'm it's just, not up yeah. there. I'm so, so scared to blow this out of the water too much. Right. Because I just don't want every single person to crucify every single beer. Well, it's, I mean, and the, the best, the best, uh, I know, the best thing I can think of to describe it is kind of like, you know, I've read a lot on, re- on Rate Beer and Beer Advocate, and I love it that people are so enthusiastic about things. But at, like once a week, there's going to be a thread like, I tasted beer X. I think it's infected. But in that case, it's probably a person who doesn't really know what infection is. Maybe it was yeah. acetal. Maybe it was acetaldehyde. Maybe it was CHP. Maybe it was an, 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 an accidental infection of a bacteria or a yeast. It could be all those things. And throwing out the word infected is just this umbrella term that doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah. And right now, even for us, talking here right now, who have a lot of, a lot of combined experience in the sour world, even THP is almost like we're not sure yet. So we're trying to work on it. So Lauren's totally right. You don't want to walk around going, yes, that's the peanut. That's the Captain Crunch that I don't Stop. like in my beer. <laughs> Was that trademarked? No, it's okay. <laughs> so at, at this point, we're all trying to figure out more about it. Um, yeah. I've seen it. I used to see it more in our beers um, on, like, and even sometimes on our larger batches in small amounts. And then we basically got better at keeping oxygen out of those large batches. Recently, yes. the only time I've seen it is when we're like, okay, let's not hook up all the equipment that we use to keep oxygen out of our debarreling system. Let's just, let's take this one oak barrel and put it into three kegs. And that's that's when I've seen it, where I taste those those kegs a, a week later, and it's like, oh yeah, there it is. There's that, that nacho chip taco sort of thing. Yeah. So we've been holding on to those kegs. We can send those samples up to New Belgium and hopefully get those get those tested, see if what we're actually tasting is THP, and then go back and keep those kegs and keep testing them and, and then train us on it to see if that's what we're actually getting. Yeah, and I so think... So it's a long and long and boring process, really. It sure is. I mean, it's it's scientific research, and a lot of times, if, you're, if you don't have the resources of a large brewery, you're waiting around for a breakthrough, and it can be frustrating, especially because it's not well understood. You don't want to, like, cause a panic, to your point, Lauren, uh, throughout the craft beer industry, but at the same time... Awareness is very low, and this is like a real off-flavor that seemingly came out of nowhere, which sounds like the worst. That sucks. It was right? always can we there. Just, can we, we just, just didn't agree know that it. that sucks for us? Like, that's a raw deal that this just came about. <laughs> like, wh- I, where's the hop? Where's the where's the IPA off-flavor that's just new right. all of a sudden? And just wait. And they're screwed. The mystery off-flavor comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been in the minute. I haven't been not not been in the industry that long, but it's like to have an off flavor come like not previously exist and then start to exist. Well, I think I, mean, that, I think yeah. it was there the whole time. Obviously, yeah. I'm being a little facetious, but yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> we're just well, there's there's a million more ways to make sour beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, so you're and only making IPAs out of like X amount of uh, ways, and uh, and do you even haze though? <laughs> yes, I do. Let's Next hear why. time on the Hoppy Hour, it's, it's absolutely thick this year. Good. I think that's the goodest time as any. The bestest is clarity equals flavor. 
there. Oh, okay. We're just getting controversial we're, now. We're just done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Andy, for your time. And now you're free to get sloppy drunk. Yay! Shot, 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 shot. Beer so shots. So we'll do a uh, quick show break, and then we'll be right back with more great information on part two of this live episode of the Sour Hour from Fort Collins, Colorado. Stay sour. W. Well, whoever. <laughs> D. <laughs>